powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Hallelujah! Come on, Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together. I want to get right into this today. I want to get right into this today. I should have been, and I did anticipate um, something, to, something to happen this morning. That's why that Facebook thing, because I said, the moment I released that this was going to be the most important word. While I was going up the stairs, I tripped and fell and broke my watch. Ain't that something? Huh? Oh, I got the light on. And the light is on on my phone. Look, listen, whenever God is about to do something amazing, <laughs> expect resistance. And then I need you to look at resistance and say, you don't know Nan. Been the place that I've been? I am not the one. Come on, open up your mouth. Tell the devil, say, I am not the one. Say, I was built for this. Say, I was created for this. All right, so, so, so lift your Bibles high. Let's go. You ready? Let's make this confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, have your way. Get the glory out of everything that happens today. God, we know you're about to release something that's going to shift us. You're about to release something that's going to change the trajectory of our lives. You're about to explain every question. You're about to answer every prayer. You're about to make it make sense. 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 And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, 915, if you're expecting, put it in the atmosphere in the form of praise. Come on, YouTube. Come on in the app. Come on in the website. If you're expecting, put it in the atmosphere in the form of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, and I am expecting. Let's go to work. So this month's series has been called How to Win No Matter What You're In. From what scripture? 2 Corinthians 2 and 14, which says, Now thanks be to God. Any thankful people in the building are online who always leads us in triumph in Christ, which means God says, I'm always going to lead you to a place called victory. I'm always going to lead you to a place called triumph. And here's what you need to understand. Triumph means that there's going to be a test. Triumph means there's going to be a battle. Triumph means that there's going to be a challenge. But guess what? I got to the end of it and I discovered that I always win. Mm. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what the challenge looks like. The end is that you are going to win. In fact, there's only two options in life for you, win or win, because the Bible says he always leads us in triumph, which means I don't care what it feels like, baby. Feelings are not facts. I don't care what they said. What they said is not the last word. I don't care what they do, and what they're doing is not the last thing to be done. I need you to open your mouth. Say, I always win. I I need you to say that thing with some authority and a little bit of attitude too. Come on, say, and I always win. 
Wednesday, I gave you six weapons in your winning plan because uh, if God's going to lead us to triumph, there's going to be things that uh, we need along the way. And I gave you six of them. Number one, I told you that you need the desire to win. I taught you how to have that. Number two, I taught you that you need the discipline to win. Your wins end when your discipline ends. And for some of you, the reason you keep going through the same thing is because God says you haven't become disciplined yet. You're too emotional and you're too unstable and you're too up and down. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, God's making you disciplined. He's making for some of you, God's making you learn how to live on a budget. Why? So that when he blesses you with your harvest, you do not go spend it all. You don't squander it all. You become an investor so your money makes you some money. I wish all the disciplined people in the building just holler one time right there. Go, go. There are certain people you normally reach out to. He won't let them reach back. He's teaching you discipline. He's teaching you to stop be sloppy about the people you let in your circle and the people that you left on your phone. Your life, that watch me, it's too important where you're headed to have sloppy, trifling people pouring into you and sloppy, trifling people around you. So he's making you discipline. Number three, I gave you this. Number three, you got to remember your training. In Psalm 144, David says, the Lord trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle which means everything you've been through has been to train you it has been to prepare you it has been to get you ready stop saying I feel overwhelmed or I don't know what to do yes you do you just forgot your training the number one reason that planes crash is because people, pilots, forget their training when they're under pressure. And I don't know what pressure you're under, but I pray you don't forget what you've been trained. I pray you don't forget to pray your way through. I pray you don't forget to serve your way through. I pray you don't forget to give your way through. I pray you don't forget to forgive your way through. I pray that you do not forget your training. Open your mouth say, Lord, help me remember. This ain't the first time you've dealt with a situation like this. This is not the first time you've dealt with a challenge like this. This is not the first time you faced a giant. So why in the world are you scared now? This is not the first time. God has been training you and getting you ready. And if you won last time, you're going to win again. Look at me, look at me. Then number four, I taught you to eat your bread. I taught you to eat your bread. And when I said that, literally, watch me. I don't know about you. I like bread. Okay, all right. I just literally, I like bread. I like white bread. I went to a particular restaurant. I'm not telling you where I went. I went to this restaurant on Friday, which is not normally my break calorie day. And uh, I broke calories that day. I made up for it. I did 20 miles the last two days to make up for what I ate. Why? Because I'm disciplined. I said, if I'm going to eat this half a loaf of bread with all this white butter, I'm going to go walk it off. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. All right. And so, uh, so I like bread. But look at the scripture. Um, uh, God says to them in Numbers, he says to them in Numbers, chapter 14, verse number nine, he says, um, this is Joshua and Caleb speaking. And he says, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our what? Bread. Now, in other words, he says, we are getting ready to face an enemy. And as we're getting ready to face this enemy, um, watch me. All we did was go spy the land out. Moses sends out 12 spies to spy the land out. They're all leaders. And what's amazing is that even though they've been around Moses, only two of them are like Moses. Let me help some of you understand. You will have a lot of people around you that never get you. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. You will have a lot of people who say you're, they're your friend, and the truth is they're your friend in good weather. But I need you to have some people in your life that can stand the rain. Oh, sunny days, everybody loves them. But I need you to look at the person next to you and say, but I learned how to stand the rain. I so there's 12 of them, and two of them get it. Two of them are like Moses, Joshua, and Caleb. The other 10 come back, and they're like, this looks amazing, but we can't do it. Be careful of people who tell you what they can't do and you can't do watch me and they haven't done anything before stop letting unaccomplished people tell you what you cannot accomplish oh my god what if god was gonna make you the first one to do it what if you were going to be, let's go, the curse breaker in your bloodline, the line crosser in your bloodline, the history maker. I know nobody else has done it, but that's because he, you don't have the same oil that I have. You don't have the same grace that I have. I need you to look at the person next to you and say, you're anointed for this. Tell them, you, what is this, Bishop? Whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, you're anointed for this. You got this because God's got you. So two of them, Joshua and Caleb, come back with a good report. And Joshua and Caleb says, we are well able. We can do this thing. And 10 of them said, we can't. And pay attention. The 10 poisoned the, the multitude. 
You have to be careful. Here's what I've discovered. Whenever you find that people are a cancer, you need to put radiation on them. What does that mean? You find a liar, you expose them for their lie. You pull them in the room and you let everybody know this is a lying, dirty dog. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. When you find cancer, you have to kill cancer because cancer spreads if you don't stop it. And for some of you, you got to hear me. There's been some cancerous people that have been in your circle and God said they've been saying stuff to poison you. They've been saying negative things to mess up your mind. I pray that God send radiation in the spirit. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And he shut down every cancerous person that's been around you, that's been running a mouth, that's been talking negative, I pray God put radiation on it. They poison the multitude. And Joshua and Caleb are trying to convince the people to go forth. And here's what they say. Do not fear the people of the land. We haven't even fought the battle and y'all saying we can't win. We haven't even tried to fight yet and you're saying we can't win. For some of you, you defeat yourself before you even try. You'll sit up in your head, in your car before you ever try. You will talk yourself out of working out before you ever walk into the gym. You will talk yourself out of the job before you even click to apply. How in the world are you saying it can't happen for you and you haven't even tried? It says, do not fear the people of the land for they are our what? Bread. Y'all not saying that right there. For they are our what? Bread. Which means this is what I eat. In other words, everything that you're using against me, this is what fuels me to keep going forward. Everything that should be my reason to stop becomes my reason to keep going. In other words, you got to change what you eat, 915. Your bread has to be your enemy. Listen, enemy, anything that opposes your forward progress. When you get a negative email, say, yep, this is about to be a good meal. When you get negative text messages, you need to say, this is about to be a good meal. When you're looking at something and say, I wish it was different, this is about to be a good meal. I need to check this building and check online to make sure I got some people that know how to eat. Because some of y'all looking a little skinny. You're looking a little malnourished. You're looking like you ain't been eating. Every time they run their mouth, baby, I'm about to eat. Every time they say it's not possible, I'm about to eat. Every time you get a bad doctor's report, I'm about to eat. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm about to eat good. Their protection has departed from them. Here's what this means. At one point, at one point, something you tried literally didn't work. I use this example in Atlanta. It's like the movie Independence Day. Wave at me if you remember that movie, the, the original, not this new one. I don't know what they were doing. The original with Will Smith, and, and, and this is before he was slapping people, all right? Listen. All right, now look, now look. When they shot their missiles, they had shields around the ships so that when they shot, they could not penetrate the shield. And for some of you, listen carefully, there are certain things you tried and here are the facts. It didn't work. It did not work because when you tried to get the victory, when you tried to apply, when you tried to make it happen, when you tried, it literally did not work. Why? Because they had shields. They had protection. But watch what the verse says. The moment you start making your enemy your bread, God says, I'm going to drop the shields. Mm. Which means what you tried last month that didn't work, I dare you to try it tomorrow. Oh my God. What you tried last year that didn't work, I dare you to try it this week. Why? God says, I'm about to take their shields down, but I don't take their shields down until you first recognize they're supposed to be your nourishment. I'm not going to let you get victory until you recognize they're supposed to be what feeds you. I need you to fist bump somebody next to you say, their shields are down. Come on YouTube, come on in the app, come on in the website. Tag somebody, say their shields are down. Okay, so let me help. Next time you say something like that to somebody and they just sit there, that's your cue to talk to somebody else. You need somebody that when you say something like that, you didn't listen to what I just said. Let's see, here's y'all's problem. You hear what I say and you just hear it. You, 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 you're not recognizing that it's your answer. Y'all not saying nothing to me and I promise you I got a whole thug spirit on me today. Please don't try me. You ready? You're not recognizing this is your answer. So, so when you say something like that, I'm just not saying something just to say something nice. I just got my answer. Should I try again? I just told you their shields are down. What did you not understand about what I said? Touch somebody next to you and say their shields are down. Now put a praise behind that like... 
Should I try? Oh yes, you better try. Should I apply again? Oh yes, you better apply. Should I call back? Why haven't you already left the voicemail? Their shields are down. Ready? That's me. He said, he says, their protection has departed from them. God says, I wouldn't let it work because you didn't recognize what they were for. They had you not eaten and they were supposed to be what you ate. He says, their shields are down and the Lord is with us. And if God be for you, I don't care what witch, what warlock, what stinking like y'all ain't gonna I don't care who don't like it I don't care who say you ain't gonna make it baby you about to make it right in front of their face I don't care who's trying to sabotage you you're about to make it in the spite of their sabotage I need every person in this building and every person online to just say I win and the devil lose again I win my enemies lose again. You ready? Let's go. Number five. We got to go. I got to get to the message. Number five. I taught you to cheat. <laughs> this is, this is, these are the six strategies, six strategies, six steps in your winning plan. All right? I taught you to cheat. Second Chronicles 2022. 20, what year are you in? God says, listen, this year... You're not going to win battles just because you're smart. You're not going to win battles because you have a degree. And that's good. You're not going to win battles because of where you went to school, because of where you grew up, but because of, no. He says, this year, this is your verse to tell you how you're going to win. Somebody say, this is spiritual. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Say that thing with the door. Say, this is spiritual. He says, the moment... They began their shouts and praises. Now, let me help you understand the scene. King Jehoshaphat, who is king of Judah, Judah means praise. They are under siege and under attack. He gets word that three enemies are coming against him. And when he gets word of this, he calls a fast. When he calls a fast, um, the Lord responds and says, this is the Lord's battle. Uh, we, we're not going to have to fight this battle, but we're going to have to show up for this battle. And for some of you, the only thing you're going to have to do is show up. And the enemy wants to punk you so that you won't even show your face. The enemy wants to I'm so glad, watch me, there ain't no punk on the inside of you. I, I need you to make this declaration and say, I'll show up and God will show out. What does this mean practically? There's some situations all you had to do was just show up. There's certain things all you had to do was just buy the ticket. There's certain things all you had to do was just go to the car lot. There's certain things all you had to do was just go to the doctor. I know you were scared of what he was going to say. All you had to do is just show up. There's certain things God says, the only thing I need you to do is show up. And when you show up, I'm going to. Somebody say, this is spiritual. For some of you, you got court cases. All you're going to have to do is show up. Watch me. I don't know who needs to hear this. Opposing party is not even going to show up. You're going to get a default. I don't know who I'm preaching to right there. You're going to get a default because they won't even show up. I need you to say this thing with some authority like this is the 1115. Say, I ain't never scared. The moment, 915, they began their shouts and praises. So, 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 so pay, this, pay close attention. They're in a battle. Three groups of people are coming against them. It's amazing how people will come together against you. And these three don't even like one another. But the one thing they can agree on is we want to stop you. What is it about you that makes you bring people together to try to stop you? What is it about you where you got coworkers that can't even stand one another meeting together to talk about you? What is it you got family members that can't stand one another getting together about you? What is it you got friends you used to run with that come together about you? These three groups of people came together and the Bible says the moment. Somebody say the moment. Now 15, say, say it with authority. Say the moment. Come on YouTube, say it with authority. Type it in all caps like you hollering. Say, say the moment. 
the moment they began to shout and to praise. Listen, why do you have us to praise so much? I'm trying to show you how you're going to get victory. See, some of y'all think, oh, they just being emotional. No, I'm not. I'm winning battles. You have no clue what I didn't have to fight because of my shout. You have no clue what I didn't have to go through because of my shout. You have no clue what the Lord knocked out because of my shout. You have no clue. That car accident was supposed to kill you, but your shout. Shut that thing down. You were supposed to file bankruptcy, but your shout shut that thing down. You were supposed to die last year, but your shout shut that thing down. On three, I'm going to give you an opportunity to put your shout in the atmosphere. One, two, three. And the moment, 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 and the moment. And it's getting ready to happen. Here we go. The moment they began their shouts and praises. And let me help some of you. Don't let other people's silence stop your shout. Because if you're waiting on people around you to shout, let me tell you something. When I'm in the gym, sometimes I just go up. When I'm walking and exercising, sometimes I just go up. If you ever say, if, if, whatever I'm, if I'm driving down the street, I'll just go up. I could care less what anybody thinks about me. Because if you had the power to give me the victory, you would have gave it to me. Evidently, you ain't got no power to deal with what I'm dealing with. So I could care less about you looking at me. I could care less about you saying he too loud. I could give, oh please, tell somebody that cares what you just said. Because it's for me and my house, we're going to shout and praise. As for me and my section, we're going to shout. Make sure in the building you in a shouting section. Make sure at home you in a shouting section. Your neighbor ain't got your victory, but your God does. Your neighbor doesn't have your victory, but your God does. And the more you praise him, the more he's gonna show out for you. And the more you give him glory, the more he's gonna show out. Come on, say, God, fight for me. Say, God, fight for me. Now, let me prove this, let me prove this. Let me prove this, because some of you, here's going to be your fight to get out of your comfort zone. Because you give God comfortable praise. You give him praise that you feel is dignified. And I guess if, if you want a comfortable victory, but for some of us, I want a victory. See, I have a teaspoon of petty. I have a PhD in it, actually, if you want the truth. So, so I like... I like the enemy to see. You ready? So, so, so watch me. If you want a regular victory, regular praise. But if you want the enemy, if you want God to be like, I told you never to mess with my son. I told you never to mess with my daughter. You put your mouth on the wrong. See, I want God to go. I want God to act like he's from South Memphis for a minute. I want God to say, look, trick. You shouldn't have met. See, I want him to act like that for me. Now, maybe you don't want that, but I want God to walk in with a mob like what? Come on, 11 or 9.15. Open up your mouth and give him one more shot. We're going to move on. Go. Mob up on him, God. You and all the angelic, walk up on them, God. Let them know they shouldn't have ran their mouth. They shouldn't have started nothing. It... We got to go. The moment they began their shouts and praises. Read the next part, 915. One, two, three. It's right there on the screen. Y'all can see that. And if you can't, we're going to have a glasses clinic next Sunday. I'm just playing. <laughs> The moment they began their shouts and praises, what's the next part says? The Lord said ambushes. Who did it? The Lord. Who did it? Who did it? Which means while you're sitting up here trying to plan, while you're sitting up here trying to scheme and figure it out, and I'm going to call this one, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, God says if you would have released your praise, if you would have cheated, you could have went to sleep and I would have handled them in your sleep. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon. Ammon means hidden enemies. See, your praise makes hidden enemies show themselves. 
See, why do you praise him? Watch me. It'll make hidden enemies show themselves. Look at the next part. Now, Moab, this means generational curses. And Mount Seir, this is past circles and cycles. What did the Lord do? He said an ambush. He said a what? He said an ambush. Would you come? I'm going to use you real quick. The Lord has need of you. All right? All right, set, set an ambush. Set him, would you come? I'm going to use you quick. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I guess you at the 11th day. Come on. So I got two opportunities for you. You ready? Okay. Now, now, now watch me. Watch me. Y'all both got your badge. Okay. Now, let's just for a moment pretend like, like you the enemy and you think you, got, you think you got her. Turn and look at her. You think you got her. You ready? As far as you can concerned, you think you got her. Here's what an ambush means. Now, watch. While she doing all of that, you start praising and lifting your hands and giving God glory. So the Lord says, while she doing that, hey, I'm gonna get her from behind. I, I'm gonna get him from behind. While they were talking, I'm gonna get him from behind. 915, open up your mouth and say, God, fight for me. Thank you, ladies. Say, God, fight for me and do it today. What? 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 And they were. Defeated. It's on the screen. Y'all be looking at me like, what is it, Bishop? <laughs> and they were defeated. Look, I didn't tow my best up. Look, and they were defeated. And they were defeated. Look at me. What fighting did the children of Israel do? Showing up, shouting. All they had to do was be suited and booted. And then put a praise in the atmosphere. See, for some of y'all, every obstacle you got this week, the praise you released today. God is going to get that supervisor from behind. She thought she was going to get you fired. She didn't recognize she was going to get herself fired. They thought they were going to stop you. They didn't recognize they were stopping them. And then number six, I taught you to repeat daily. Repeat. 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 Listen. We got to move on on 15. You ready? Because I got to have a watch at the 15. Listen. I don't like unbalanced outfits. <laughs> Some of y'all don't understand. It's okay. It's all right. You get, thank you. See, I need a bracelet and I need a watch. And I don't have either on right now. Now, I know y'all don't notice, but I notice. You ready? Say, it's my winning season. Now, this is where this becomes the most important message of the year so far. In one week, the biblical or spiritual year changes from 5782 to 5783. Now, pay close attention to this. Bishop, what in the world do you mean the spiritual year? God and the Bible are based on the Hebrew calendar, not the Gregorian calendar, which is named after Pope Gregory the 13th. It's named, uh, it is based on the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar has four different starts to the year predicated upon the reason. Some of the starts were the civil year. That's what's changing, the Rosh Hashanah. Uh, some for the agricultural year. Some were for the lunar year. Uh, here's what I love. God was always giving people an opportunity for a reset. Because sometimes, watch me, a season of life can frustrate you so much that you just need to say, I need a reset. The year changes at Rosh Hashanah, say Rosh Hashanah, which is also known as the Feast of Trumpets. Trumpets is the Greek version of the shofar. The shofar, when it blows, the shofar literally is the ram's horn. You can hear it. That's what it sounds like. It is the ram's horn that is blowing to call things that are out of order into order. In one week, heaven blows the shofar. And begins to announce a brand new year to you. I need you to just lift your hands in advance in the building and online. Say in one week, heaven blows the shofar. And I get another reset. But watch. But watch. But watch. So this means new arrives before December 31st. And God gives us a head start. 
Say, I got a three-month head start. Which means when the world is talking about 2023, December 31st, we're talking about 2023, September 25th. But that's not the most important part of the message. We're about to go there. There are three fall feasts, three fall feasts. And the Bible teaches us that we're to honor these feasts in perpetuity forever. The first fall feast, Rosh Hashanah, known as the Feast of Trumpets. The second one is 10 days after that. It's referred to as Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. I'll teach you more about that. And the third and final fall feast is called the Feast of Tabernacles. Pay attention. The Feast of Temporary. Tabernacles refers to when God brought them out of Egypt. He didn't directly take them into the promised land. He took them to temporary places. Oh my God. I need you to look at the person next to you and say, what you're in is not permanent. What you're in. Woo, I don't like the way they said that. Look at somebody else, please, and tell them, say, what you're in is not permanent. Say, it's a tabernacle. It's temporary. That ain't the most important part, though. Now I understand why God had to do this for us so we'd understand how to transition through temporary. Now, but that's not, that's not the best part. That's not the best part. That's not the best part. All of the fall feasts, all of the feasts in general, they mean an appointed time that God meets with us. Say appointed times, God meets with us. Leviticus 23, 2, the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim, shall be holy convocations or gatherings, whether we're in this building or online. Now, if you remember, let's go back. God told me that 5782 or 2022 would be a what? Weird year. And if you were around during that time, I taught you that literally I was in Birmingham, Alabama. I preached that Wednesday night service. I was supposed to return to Denver that Thursday. Something crazy happened. The entire airline's fleet was grounded because of a computer issue. And I said, God, now this is crazy. I've never had this happen. I've never stood in line at an airport for longer than 10 minutes. I don't do lines. I get credentials and stuff, so I don't have to do all of that. I'm not standing in no line. So I had to stand in line for an hour, and they said, you know, all that. I said, God, what is this about? He says, I'm doing something weird because I need to tell you what's coming. This was in October of last year. Now, pay attention. He says, 2022 is going to be a weird year. When I heard it, I said, God, you can't possibly expect me to get up and preach weird. I said, because when we think of weird, that sounds weird. And then I looked it up, and we discovered there were five definitions. Let's see if you remember. Number one, to do your assignment. God has been shutting the doors to what has nothing to do with what you were created to do. Number two, it means supernatural. Number three, it means uncanny. Number four, it means zany. Number five, it means you will be saying to yourself, is this really happening for me? In other words, it will be seen to be too good to be true, but it'll be real. Now, when I spoke that, say, say when he spoke that, I did not realize something. I did not realize something. Um, see, hear me. Um, you sit up under an apostolic anointing. That's what I'm created. That's my gifting, my spiritual gifting, right? Which means I flow in five-fold ministry gifts, all right? What does that mean? That means when I say something, I'm not just giving you a teaching. I'm not just giving you some nice words to take notes. It is thus saith the Lord for you. It, it, it ain't man. It's the God of all men. Now, why do you need to know that? Because there's some things that I've been having us say and been having us declare, and I didn't even realize why we were saying it. I didn't even realize why we were doing it. And it wasn't until Friday at four o'clock. Normally, when I prepare messages, I, pr I pray a year in advance. November of this year, I'll start praying about my series for 2023. That's the way it works. I will know all of my series before this year is over. I won't know all of the individual messages, but I will know the series and I will know the messages in advance. And normally on a weekly basis, uh, on Sunday nights, Wednesday's message is done. By Tuesday at the latest, the following Sunday's message is done. All right. I hear from God. I don't wait to the end. I prepare. I need you to elbow somebody next to you. Say, you got to prepare. Uh-huh. Because if you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. And for some of you, I'm about to tell you because you've been preparing and you didn't even know what you were preparing for. Oh my God. Come on, look at the person next to you. Say, you've been preparing for something. Uh-uh, wrong one. When they say it, I need to know. Every time you touch somebody or say something to somebody, there's two things I have you do a lot of in church. One is speak, life and death and the power of your tongue. The other is touch someone because the Bible says, whatever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So when I ask you to do that, it is not just to create, to fill time. It is so that you can activate the power of agreement because what y'all say is what y'all going to see. Now touch somebody and say, you are prepared. 
So when I said that 5782, 2022 would be a weird year, I didn't know this particular piece of information. And it's not because I don't study. It's not because of any of those things. I do all that. It is simply because there are certain things God will hold back and keep back until you're ready to receive. So as I was preparing the word, I was like, God, I don't really know. You already changed the message titles, and I don't really know. And I'm not, I was like, I'm just going to go a whole other direction. I said, I do not like the, the, the grease that this meat is making. I said, I do not like, you know, the message, right? You know, good, good, good meat makes its own. I was like, ain't no gravy. I was like, Lord, this is, I said, no, this is, this is. and then it wasn't until I was at the very end of preparing the message, and I about threw my chair. You know, I've been threatening to throw it for years. I'll probably do it sometime this week. Uh, for years. I did not realize, pay attention, that 2022, 5782, is the seventh year in what's called a Shemitah cycle. Now, say this Hebrew word, maybe say Shemitah. Shemitah. Not Sharita, not Shalita, Shemitah. A Shemitah cycle is called a release cycle. Now, now, let me explain this to you. Let me explain this to you. Look at Leviticus 25 and 4. Listen, 915, I, I ain't playing with y'all. You ready? In the seventh year, look, look, at, look at this. There shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Let me explain this last year. It'll be good, but it'll seem that areas of your life aren't producing at their full potential. It'll seem like God is on Sabbath. What does that mean? Like he's resting and not doing anything for you. I need to check this building and check online for those of you that are like, God, where are you at in this area of my life? Huh? You ready? Here's the third thing. It'll seem like God is on Sabbath and God is letting your harvest accumulate. The Bible says in the seventh year, he gives rest to the lamb, and it's a Sabbath to the Lord. In other words, God says, it's going to be good, but it's not going to be great. It's going to be good, but when you look back, it's going to seem like I have not been moving, like I've not been doing anything. It's going to seem like, God, where are you at? For those of you where any of this has happened in the last 12 months, lift your hands, worship God for seven seconds. Seven. Come on, you two. Come on on the app. Come on on the website. We're not on Facebook at the 915, but I need you to release your worship right there. It's about to make sense. 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 It's about to, hey, 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 hey. It's about to make. Say Shemitah. Come on, say Shemitah. No, no, let me, let me just make this simple for you to pronounce because some of y'all make it to do it. She, she, she meet her. She meet her. You understand? All right. Now, just say it real fast. She meet her. All right. She meet her. Say it real fast. She meet her. All right. Now, watch me. Watch me. Say, say the seventh year. I didn't realize that the last Shemitah cycle was 2015. So 2022 was the Shemitah cycle. Now, now, what does this mean? God says it's going to be solemn rest translation I'm going to pull you back I'm going to pull certain areas of your life back and your life won't produce to the level you know it could and your life won't produce at the level you know it should it'll be good but you'll be like I know there's more <laughs> Open your mouth, say, and I know there's more. Now, now watch me. Look at verse 8. <laughs> Most important message of the year so far. Verse 8. You shall count. It says seven cycles of seven. What's seven times seven? 49. 49 years, Bible says. Verse 9. 915. 915. Verse 9. Then you shall cause. Then, when is the then? At the end of the seventh year. The seventh year ends one week from today. You ready? Then you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee to sound. You already missed it. 
You already missed it. Let me back it up. Let me back it up. Come on, class, I got my glasses on. Then you shall cause, at the end of the Shemitah cycle, then you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee, that's Greek for the shofar, to sound. Verse 10, consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty. It shall be a Jubilee for you. What happens seven days from now? A year of Jubilee. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me back it up. Hold on, let me back it up, let me back it up, let me back it up. Let's go back to verse eight. Let's go back to verse eight. Let's go back to verse eight. You shall count, numbers mean something to God. You shall count 49 years. You got it? Next verse. Then, you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee to sound. You ready? Now, trumpet is the Greek for shofar. You shall cause it to sound. Now, somebody said, Bishop, I don't have a shofar, I don't have a trumpet. You have your voice. This is why the enemy's been trying to shut down your praise, shut down your shout. This is why some of you have been walking around your house silent. Why? Because the enemy said, if I get them to open their mouth, if they open their mouth, they're going to sound the sound of jubilee. Next verse. Consecrate the 50th year that starts seven days from today. And proclaim, here it is, liberty. It shall be a jubilee for. Somebody say, it's about to be my year of jubilee. Say, it's about to be my year of jubilee. What does jubilee mean? Number one, celebration. What am I celebrating? Because I got what I prayed for. I see what I've sown for. I'm living in what I believe for. It's about to be a Say celebration. Say it again. Say celebration. Look at the next one. Look at the next one. Emancipation. So number one. Number one. He says you're going to celebrate. What are you going to celebrate? There's no need to celebrate failure. There's no need to celebrate loss. If there's about to be celebration, it's going to be celebration because you won. But then say emancipation. Emancipation means he's going to give you freedom. You ready? You're about to be free from debt. You're about to be free from sickness. You're about to be free from what people think about you. You're about to be free from your generational bondage. You're about to be free from what your mama did, what your daddy did. Open up your mouth. Say emancipation. Third definition of Jubilee, restoration. Restoration for God doesn't mean he puts it back to the way it was. Restoration for God means he makes it better than it was. In the first place. Uh, what happens seven days from today? Celebration. Emancipation. Restoration. You're about to have freedom. Some contracts are about to be canceled. Some agreements are about to be canceled. I don't know who needs to hear this. They're about to let you out of what they said they weren't going to let you out of. It is your year of jubilee. Come on, 915, say jubilee. Celebration. Emancipation. Restoration. So ready? Okay. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. At home, be seated. For just a second. That's not the most important part. I saw that and I said, okay, God, that's cool. I said, that's great. That is awesome. I said, look at me. I said, this is what I said. I said, but that's it? He said, he said, oh no. Deuteronomy 15. I don't know why I be playing with these glasses like they're real. <laughs> I take them off, I put them back on like I'm really using them to see. Deuteronomy 15. What did I just tell you 2022, 57, 82 was? The seventh year in a Shemitah cycle, which means, watch me, the, the land is at rest. Land for you means your life. 
You ready? Deuteronomy 15.1. You ready? At the end. Okay, I'll leave. I'm not doing, I'm not doing this with you. At the end. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. 9.15, say seven days away. Seven days away. Everybody look at me, everybody look at me. Debt is not just monetary debt. For some of you, you have emotional debt. For some of you, you have spiritual debt. What is that? Something that's owed to somebody else. You're about to owe nobody anything. You ain't gonna owe them favors. You ain't gonna owe them a hookup. You ain't gonna owe anybody anything. Say, say, and all debts will be released. And all debts will be released. And all debts will be released. Seven days. But look, but that's not the most important part. That's not. I was like, that's good. So I'm like, God, that's really great. I said, that's amazing, Lord. I said, but that's it? He said, keep reading. I said, keep reading. Verse 4. For the Lord will greatly bless you and the land which your God is giving you. You're about to get something. You're about to get something. You're about to get something. You thought you were doing good. Somebody open your mouth and say, I'm about to get something that God's going to give it to me. He's not going to let any man take the credit for this. They're going to see the deal and you're going to be able to say, God did this. No human is going to get credit for it. You're going to say, God did this. 9.15, say, God do this for me. Pay attention. He says, he says, he will greatly bless you in the land. Land, whenever you see land, means in the life. Look at me. There's a life he's about to give you that you've not lived before. You've not ex- I'm going to throw this mic at you people because I love you and I need you to get this. Say, he's about to give me a life I've never lived before. I never thought possible. I never thought would happen for me. That's not the best part. 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 I'm like, that's good. But like, that's it? I said, God, I've been through a lot. I said, now all of what I've read is good. But I just, I choose to believe that that I'm going to get paid a little bit more for what I have endured, for what I have fought through, for what I have suffered through, for what I have been victorious over because I remain faithful to my assignment and even when people were sloppy and trifling I remain faithful to them. I said God now I know you're doing a lot of good stuff but I just have to believe that there's got to be more to somebody next to you say and there is verse 5 only if you carefully obey all these commandments which I command you today listen verse 6 to the Lord your God will bless you just as he promised you right Say, and promises will be fulfilled in my jubilee year. Look at me. This is why the last 12 months, you got close, and then he pulled you back. You got close. You were like, finally, it's happening. And then they, then they reneged on the deal. You got close. And then he took you back. You felt like James Brown, like you were. You ready? You shall lend, but you shall not borrow. Touch the shoulder of somebody next to you online. I just need you to tag somebody online and say you'll lend and won't borrow. This is why God's been getting your finances in order. Because God says you're about to beat a bank. You ain't going to need a bank. You about to finance what you're going to do on your own. You ain't going to need nobody to finance it. Say, I'm the lender, not the borrower. All right, all that's good. All that's good. But that's not the best part. 
And I, I was like, okay, God, that's good. That a part of the verse says, you shall reign over, but they shall not reign over you. Look at the person next to you and say, you'll be the landlord. I'll talk to y'all. Say, you'll be the landlord. You'll be the landlord. You may choose to rent yourself, but you're going to own stuff other people got to rent. Other people going to be renting your car. You'll own it. They'll rent it. They'll pay you. Come on, somebody say, you'll be the landlord. You'll be the property owner. You'll be the car owner. I just heard this for four of you all. You're about to go from catching rides to being rides. I gotta go. I was like, okay, God, that's cool. I said, that's cool. I said, that's great. I said, that's great. But see, what's me? If you're already there, then you're like, that's great. You'll catch it later. I said, if you're already there, you're like, that's great. It's gotta be. So remember when we started saying he'll do more in the last four? Well, see, see again, it's prophetic. So I, I just say what I'm told and tell you to say what I say. And when I move, you move. So look at this next verse. Look at this verse, verse seven. This is the part that shouted me. This, this is the most important part. If there is among you a poor man of your brethren, you shall not harden your heart no, shut your hand. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Let me explain to you the last year. Because if you were like me, you started, you, you, you started wanting to harden your heart and shut your hand. Look at me. Go back to verse 6. Or the first part of, of verse 7. First part of verse 7. It says, if there is any among you who is poor. Poor doesn't just mean monetary. Poor means they are in lack. They are in need. They are in deficit. You ready? Or they require your poor. So let me tell you what the enemy has been trying to do to you over the last 12 months. This was the shout for me. Maybe, maybe you shout over the other stuff, and that's great. This is the part for me. You ready? Verse 10. You shall surely pour or give to him, and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. Look at me. Look at me. I don't know about you, but over this last 12 months, I said, God, that person was a waste of time. 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 I never should have helped that one. I never should have did this for that one. I never, I'll tell my own truth. So you can do what you want. I said, God, I said, God, just, just, just come on. I just said, come on. I said, you got to be joking. I said, how many gallons can you pour into pints before you get a return? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I said, God, I have sown loyalty. I have done this. I have done that. I have done this. And I said, and this, 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 why ain't y'all saying nothing? You've done the same thing. You looked at some people over the last 12 months and you were like, and I wish I didn't help that one. And I shouldn't have done, where are the honest people at? And I probably shouldn't have did this for that one. And I probably shouldn't have did that with this one. And I probably shouldn't have done that with this one. But watch what the verse says. This is my shout. You ready? I'm so glad you didn't close your hand and harden your heart. Look at the verse. You shall surely pour to him and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. Look at the next part. Because for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works. And in all, you don't understand. The enemy wanted to shut your poor down. He wanted to shut your heart. But I'm so glad you kept, I'm so glad you kept pouring. I'm so glad you kept giving. I'm so glad you kept doing right by people, even when people did not do right by you. Open your mouth and release a praise right there. Go. Just the voices, just the voices. Look at the person next to you and say, that's why you couldn't harden your heart. Tell him, say, that's why you could not harden your heart. Tell him, say, that's why you couldn't close your hand. 
for this very reason. For this very reason, for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works, in everything that you put your hand to. Everybody stand, everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. How many of you can be honest that over the last 12 months, over the last 12 months, your heart started getting a little, and you were like, you know what? How many of you took some days, you can put your hands down. How many over the last 12 months, there were some days where you literally had to pray before you dealt with people? You're like, Lord, now help me to deal with. How many of you, because of how people have treated your poor and treated your goodness and treated your kindness, a part of you was like, I ain't doing nothing for nobody. Look at me. I'm glad you didn't let the enemy win. How many of you, when somebody asked you to pray for them, you were like, I ain't praying, you pray for yourself. You don't never do it for me. How many had people over the last 12 months ask you to do stuff for them that they won't even do for you? Because the enemy knew, you ready? The enemy knew this. If they shut their hand and harden their hearts, they will not have a year of jubilee. Look at the verse, verse 10. For this thing, but what thing? Go to the previous part. You shall surely give to him, and you, your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. Look at me. You did it with a smile. You did it with a good attitude. You did it not making new people pay for the mistakes and failures of old people. Open your mouth and say, I didn't waste one minute. I set myself up for Jubilee. And in seven days, the shofar sounds. And it's my year of Jubilee. I'm so glad you didn't get selfish. I'm so glad you didn't get selfish. I'm so glad you didn't harden your heart. I'm so glad you kept showing up. I'm so glad you kept fighting. I'm so glad you kept giving to people. I'm so glad you kept helping people. I'm so glad because in seven days, your year of Jubilee begins. Just listen to the shofar. Listen, lift your hands and listen. Come on, you two. Just lift your hands. Do the hand with the emoji. Come on in the app. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Your year of Jubilee is about to begin. Celebration, put it on the screen. Emancipation. Restoration. Declare those three things. Say celebration. Emancipation. Restoration. Celebration. Emancipation. Restoration. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. You gotta go. Touch the person next to you, say, Thank God you didn't stop pouring. 
to somebody else say, thank God your heart didn't get hard. Thank God you didn't become a witch and a warlock and an evil, bitter woman and an evil, bitter man. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. In this building and online, if you need to become a Christian, this is your moment. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to Him, this is your moment. All you gotta do is scan the QR code or text the word decision at 877-552-4746. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure online, do the hand wave emoji. In this building, on three, you lift your hand up. No guilt, no condemnation, no saying. None of what I just said applies to if you're not a Christian. So, None of what I just said applies to you if you're in a backslidden state. So get it right with God today. Don't play no games. Get it right with God today. I'm so glad you didn't harden your heart. I'm so glad you didn't send that email. I'm so glad you didn't act like the circumstances and situations you were in. Somebody say, it's paying off. My year of Jubilee. Say it with your mouth and say it strong. Say, it's paying off my year of Jubilee. Seven days. Look at me. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On three, put your hand up. Don't play. Because none of what I just none of what I just preached applies to you. In the building, online, you do the hand wave emoji, says me. In the building, put your hand up. One, two, three. If that's you, put it up. If you're in the building, do the hand wave emoji, says me. No guilt. No condemnation. No shame. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. Thank you, Lord, for explaining this last year of my life. I get it now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Secondly, some of you are already saved, but you need a shepherd. If you're in Denver, you're in Atlanta, anywhere across America, around the world, you can be a part of our family. We'd love to have you as part of our family. We're black, we're white, we're tall, we're short, we're Hispanic, we're Asian. We're check several boxes. We're ethnically ambiguous. We are everything. We're PhDs, we're GEDs, we're three-piece suits, we're tatted up. We're shorts in church. We are Harvest. We'd love you to be a part of the family. Just scan that QR code at the bottom on the screen or text Join Harvest to 877-552-4746. I want everybody to get a $50 seed. Everybody to get a $50 seed. It's a Jubilee seed. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. Secondly, if you want to sow the seal, you're going to do that. 50 is the number of Jubilee. Everybody, if it's about to have 50, get as close as you can to it. If it's $48.22, get as close as you can to it. You cannot hear what just was released and not sow into what was released. Hallelujah. I love you, 915. I miss y'all last Sunday. Amen. Um, in the building. Of course, we went online only. And then wasn't Sunday Night Live amazing in Atlanta? It was amazing. Thank you again for those of you who traveled to be with me. It blessed me tremendously. Um, when I told pastors, they said, do you have people come with you? I said, yeah few and they said well what's a few and I told them the number they said Bishop do you know what that says and what that means I said that means I got people that love me people that love God and people that love their church can I just tell y'all that I love y'all um, what I do I do because number one obeying God but number two I love sheep I'm not a hireling it's not a job for me. Hallelujah. Let's give it to the Lord in the building and online. Now, if that was the 915, say, Lord, stir this atmosphere for the 1115. Because I had a clock to preach against at the 915. Ooh, but at that 1115.
we're going to see what God does. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say, this is my jubilee seed. I believe the word I've heard. And I thank you, Lord, that as I sow, you hear, you respond. Heaven responds in my favor. In Jesus' name, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I lack nothing. All is well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.